What's up, everybody? Welcome to Have to Cast, episode number 39. My name is Josh Toll, and I am joined by my good friend, as always, Brett Roberts, and our AI companion, H. Bot. Hello, everyone. Hello, Brett. Hello. Hello, H. Bot. Welcome. Hello, H. Bot. Hi. Welcome, indeed. What's going on, man? Tired. Tired. Very tired. Mm -mm. We were up late last night, and then I got up really early this morning and couldn't get back to sleep. You were up a lot earlier than usual this morning, I noticed, and by a lot earlier, it was like 10 a.m. Yeah. Well, I mean, which for the weekends, I like to sleep in on the weekends, but I, yeah. I just... Couldn't go back to sleep, yeah. and that was it. I had to wake up in the morning, take a big duke. When that happened, I was wide awake. What time did you end up uh, hitting hay last night? Like 4.30 in the morning. Wow. Because I got back, which we were off-site for the first time. Off-site together in person for the first time. Removed, took down the plastic barrier in HQ for the first time last night in... A long time, um, yeah. Due to the virus, um, and then hung out a little bit later after you left, and then came back home, and then I couldn't go to sleep, so I was like, I'll just watch YouTube videos. And my whole point of starting this path, I forgot why I started speaking. <laughs> Was that uh, the PS5 trophies guy was doing his 24, 24 hours, 100 platinum live stream for PlayStation. So I watched the very end of that and I went to like four something in the morning. Um, wow. And he did it, which was cool. So anyway, that's why I very started cool. that tangent. But yeah, anyway, topics for this week that we're going to be talking to you about to each other. First topic. We're breaking our signs. We have to do it. We have to talk about CD Projekt Red uh, and the game that previously shall not be named and shall not be named again after talking about it today, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, we're going to be talking about that and some uh, bad stuff with leadership there. Part of a fucking continuing series of shit with that. Uh, then we're going to be talking about Tony's last state of play, which just happened on April 29th. The Indies and then uh, Ratchet and Clank. Talking about Xbox, Microsoft, looking to decrease their profit share from uh, their storefronts um, for PC and consoles. And consoles. And, consoles. Um, and then Indie Intel talking about a game called Ghosts, an FMV horror game. So that should be very, very cool. That's right. All right. Oh, you are so low energy right now, and the glasses are just like... I'm bringing it up. What was your... You told me on the stream, you said that you wanted to be an ice cream man when you were older, and your name was Dr. Chill? Doc, was it? Dr. Chill, yeah. Something like that. You look... You look like a Dr. Chill right now. I am Dr. Chill right now. These are staying on. Whole podcast. That staying on. You look like M. You look like M. Shadows from uh, Avenged Sevenfold right now. Hell yeah. The hat backwards and the aviators. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also have a coffee here, so I'll I'll pick up energy as we go through. But uh, media consumption update. You want to start? You want me to start? Yeah, I can go. I'll go first. Uh, talk about what I've been playing, what I've been watching. Uh, you know, I, I'm still high off of Invincible season finale. Uh, it was a great finale, and I'm, I'm really, really excited. Season 2 and 3 got confirmed. Uh, it got picked up by Amazon, so we're going to be getting that very shortly, hopefully. Hell yeah. Um, you know, we got the Apex Battle Pass completed. Ooh. We're done. This, this, That's right. This, it's over. Another um, season The next down. season. Yeah, season 9, or Legacy, I think they're calling it. I don't even know if it's season 9. Yeah. Um, that launches on the 4th. So two days from today, may the fourth be the with you. They were recording this. Yeah, may the fourth be with you. Um, Star Wars Day. So we're done that. You know, we Apex is a game that we play all the time, so that's cool. Yep. But Josh, something I played today 
before the pod. What's that? I finally played the Maiden demo oh! for Resident Evil. Oh. And I also played both demos for the village and the oh, castle. Oh, shit. You went back and played the fucking original demo. I didn't even know that was still available. Maiden. Yeah, I didn't even know that was still available, given their, yeah. you know... Oh, you can only play it for 26 seconds in this two-second period, you know? Yeah, because Maiden um, doesn't have combat and it's really just like a, a visual showcase, I think they just left it up. Mm. But, uh, you know, the the other demo, after some backlash, they did make it available until apparently the game comes out. So, I played them. They were pretty good. Okay, I was just going to say, what are your thoughts? I beat the village portion with six minutes to spare. Mm -hmm. I beat the village or the um, castle portion with like a ridiculous amount of time to spare. Mm -hmm. um, I died once because I didn't know where the fuck I was supposed to go. Because mm -hmm. um, the vampire lady spawns in front of the door you're supposed to go through. Mm -hmm. So she spawned there and I turned around and ran away from her. And then was just going through locked doors and uh, I died. She killed me. And then I died and it made me go back and i remembered there was a door that was locked and that was the door that i had to use the key on so i went and you have to like basically just rush past her hmm. so uh i beat the second the the castle part so quick i was playing on casual i wanted to just beat i didn't want to like not be able to beat them right. right so i played on casual um yeah the graphics are great uh the hd rumble on the dual sense felt great um you know the inventory system was great you don't really get too much of it, really, with the with the uh, demo. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was a good time, and I'm excited. A little slice of the game. Definitely picking it up on day one. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I I don't think I'm going to play this demo. I played I played the two individually. I don't think I, I don't need to. I mean, I didn't even play any of them. Mm -mm. I didn't, come on. I'm fucking buying that game. I don't fucking care what the demo's like. I don't think I need to play it. I don't want to play it. I don't want to see any more of the game. I've seen enough. Uh, I don't want to play any more of it, and that was going to loop me into, unless you have anything else. No, nah, that's really it. I have a couple of small things. Like, uh, I've been playing Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth oh, yeah. on my Switch. I have, like, 25 hours in. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. So, the story cool. is absolute butt, and the gameplay is good. Oh, so. hey, that's cool. But Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say why I'm... One of the reasons I'm not going to play the... Um, new resident evil demo is it's gonna loop me into my consumption wow yes my list of stuff that i'm playing and doing right now um playing returnal right now wow that game is fantastic i'll uh, i'll reiterate to all of you watching at home what i said last night to you I think, and it's not necessarily me personally, what like mine, but I think it might be one of the best games ever made. Like legitimately, it is not only is it a showcase for the PlayStation Five and what it can do, um, but it is like from a design perspective. I'm taking these off now. These are coming off because I can. You can see reflections of my command center in front of me, and I want you to be, to be staring at that the whole time. Um, from like an actual like design perspective, the combat, uh, the you know the bullet hell aspect of it, the um, actually like the audio, like the three D audio is something to behold with this game. Forget the dual sense stuff, which is next level awesome. Um, the three D audio and using that and how it works like in fights, it's so precise. So like for example, you like. You know, like a normal roguelike shooter, you go into a room, you know, you have either abilities and stuff that you can get, or you go into another room and there's a fight or whatever. So, like, when you go into combat, right, and you have all of these enemies coming at you, and you have different levels and layers, like, in the arena, there's different walls and stuff like that. Like, I'll be fighting, right, and I can pinpoint that there's an enemy on, a, a, you know, the level above me behind a wall behind me with the audio and i can hear that enemy is not directly behind me there's something blocking him from shooting me right now in the way but i know where he's at when i finish this i need to quickly turn around go to the next level and go up and get him behind there 
right? Or same thing, if it's in front of you, you can identify where enemies are spatially with you. And I've never, it just, I don't know how they like designed it, but it just works. Like where the, it's so precise, the, the, uh, audio design of it with the 3d audio. It's really, it's something to behold. Same thing with the boss fights, you know, yeah. it just works. Unlike fallout 76. Yes, it just works. Just works. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Returnal is fantastic. Truly the first next gen game, I think. Um, Invincible. Love it. Uh, oh my god, I beat Titanfall 2. Six years After later. years. Six years later. Uh, that is the best first person shooter campaign ever made. That's it. That's my opinion on it. That's all I have to say about it. Uh, I really am mad at myself that it took me so long to play it, but um, wow, that campaign is awesome. Does stuff I've never experienced before in a shooter. It's so cool. There's some gameplay mechanics in that game that are just out of this world. Yeah, just so good. It's great. Uh, played it on Xbox Series X with FPS boost. Which is the main reason you went back and played it, right? Because they just updated it. Yep. So, so it runs at 120 FPS. Sorry, something just fell. Uh, I don't know what that was. Uh, 120 FPS on Series X, uh, like butter. Um, but yeah, Invincible, watch that. Um, I bought Pokemon Snap. I haven't started it yet. Um, I haven't even bought it yet. Rip. I'll play that soon. I don't know. I can't think of anything else right now. But I mean, okay, that's mainly it. Mainly Returnal right now, and will be for a while. That game is hard. It's brutal. So, a lot of right. a lot of controversy going on with it too, with like the whole save stuff. I don't know if you see. Yeah, any I've of that. seen that. Um, yeah. You can't save mid cycle, mid run, uh, which is bad for your game crashes. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with that. So, yeah, but maybe you could do like a soft save where it saves your spot every couple of minutes, so that if the console turns off, oh, then people could abuse that. I don't know. There's got to be a way they could. Yeah, they could do um, it without people save scumming. Yeah, and and house Housemark responded and said they've heard the feedback and that they're working on it. So I think that's gonna get added in a patch very shortly. But anyway, with that, why don't we go ahead and hop in to our main topics for the day, Brett. I don't want to talk about this at all. All right. So for those of you that are either new to our channel or whatever, quick backstory. Cyberpunk 2077. That's the first time we've mentioned the name of this game on our channel pretty much since right after launch. Uh, we put a ban on talking about the game on our channel. Uh, we both played it. Um, I beat it a couple of times. Uh, saw different endings. Um, you know, We've both put a decent amount of time into it. Uh, enjoy the story and some of the characters, but clearly the game is a fucking mess. Uh, and clearly CD Projekt Red is a mess and all the shit around the game. So we haven't talked about it on our channel. Until now. Until now. More as if as if the story and the, the legacy of this game couldn't get any worse. It just does. It just gets worse. It just gets worse. All right. So first of all, currently, it's still a buggy, unpolished mess, specifically on consoles. It still crashes. You know, they have put out a lot of updates, no doubt. It's still a mess. It's still not in a state that they're happy with, obviously, that anybody's happy with. They're still missing features. Um, yeah. you know, it's PC is still the best place to play, but anyway, it's still a mess. It's also well, PlayStation. Yeah. I was going to say PlayStation is actually, you know, not happy with its progress, even with all the updates too, because the game's still not on the PS store, Josh. It's still not listed on the PlayStation store. And now what, when did the game come out? December? Yeah. That's a joke. It is a joke. It's a mess. Here's why I bring it up. Let me run through some key points here, and then let's uh, let's discuss this. Yeah. 
So, it's well known that the game sold well pretty much initially, right? But then they had to issue refunds and all that stuff. They still made a profit. Yeah. It's well known that obviously the game launched in a state that was not good and that the devs, the actual people making the game, didn't want to release it, right? They weren't ready. They didn't have enough time. Like, there still needed a lot more development. Execs at CD Projekt said, nope, we're releasing it. After a couple of delays, came out, bad. So, now, even though the execs made terrible decisions and they're bad human beings, a article broke um, a couple days ago at the time of recording this on Bloomberg by a friend of the show, Jason Schreier. Oh, he's a friend of the show? <laughs> the amount of time we fucking cite him, he might as well be. I guess you're right. Um, the CD Projekt execs will be getting millions of dollars in bonuses, Brett. So That's bullshit. Now, this is something we've actually talked about on our channel before, about the bonus stuff with this game prior to its launch. Right. And we were like, did some quick math and we're like, oh, you know, the, our CD project uh, employees could make, you know, almost $50,000 in bonuses with their this bonus system that they have if the game does really well and hits whatever targets. Um, that was in relation to the um, working overtime. Right. We were saying like it's, you know, it sucks that the employees had to work overtime, but they were going to be compensated greatly once the game did launch and succeeded, you know. Right. So the execs are going to get millions of bonuses now. And the rest of the staff will also get bonuses. We know this. But it should have obviously been bigger ones. Um, and they may have gotten a lot more money, like we originally talked about, if the game had been delayed and only released when they asked. Okay, If the devs had more time to work on it and iron everything out, then it likely would have sold more, which would have made them more money, obviously. Yep. But instead, we know management pushed the game out anyway. Now, like I mentioned, the marketing machine that they had still, which was ridiculous, um, still led to 13 million copies sold, which was less than expected, but still good, and still turned a profit. However, not only their was their image hurt, but their profits were hurt from re returns, refunds, all that stuff. Okay. So now, Brett, it went, is Winsky and Adam, the CEOs, of CD Chinsky and Lewinsky, the CEOs of CD Project are each slated to receive, Brett, a bonus of, si of equivalent to $6.3 million. Adam Badowski, USD. yes, USD. Adam Badowski, a board member and the director of the game, will take home $2.4 or $4.2 million. Okay. Again, this is part of the company's annual profit sharing program. Okay. Didn't we talk about Badowski for something? Yeah, for being bad. On Twitter? Didn't he tweet something? We made a whole topic about it on the pod. I think you're right. Because we were like, his name literally has bad in it. I don't remember what it was, but you're right. Anyway. Go ahead. So this is part of their profit sharing program, which again, we've talked about. Um, based off of the company's 2020 earnings. Okay. Which, according to this Bloomberg article in the company jumped more than 500% in 2020, even given everything, all the mess surrounding Cyberpunk. However, it also makes sense because they released a new game, right, in that year, in that quarter. So that would make sense that their profits would increase. Uh, real quick, I did I did some research. Adam Badowski is the guy that responded to Jason Schreier's article. Mm -hmm. um, he had a really bad response. Um, He's the one that I tweeted at, and I said, I'm sick of this old-gen console bullshit. The game has significant issues on both old and next-gen consoles. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's Adam Badowski. Right. Got it. He's going to be getting $4.2 million. $2 million. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So let us let me break this down for you real quick, Brett. And then once I, yeah, please once I give you all these numbers and stuff, we'll, uh, we'll dive into it. All right. Okay. So... Some employees told Bloomberg that they're only going to receive $5,000 to $9,000 bonuses, right? Now, we know this is not a new thing, and it's not just in Poland or the United States, whatever it is. We know there's a huge disparity between what the higher-ups and CEOs make comparative to their workers, right? We get that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's old news. We get that. We know. Other senior employees, right, said that they're going to get fifteen to $20,000. Well, that's better. That's still not. It's no four point two million, right? It's no six point three. These are bonuses, million. mind you. Right, bonuses. These aren't salaries. None of those. It's bonus. Okay. 
um, managers and directors are going to probably get even more than that. Okay. And here is where it gets abysmal folks in a statement. A CD Projekt Red spokesperson said that the company had allocated a total of $29.8 million to 865 employees, right? And if you're doing the quick math, you're like, wow, almost $30 million, right? That's a lot of employees. Hell, that's almost, that's an average of $34,000 per employee. Not every fucking employee is getting $34,000, right? As we've, they've already stated in this article, like it's not, not every single employee is going to get that. And it's also... Very, very deceiving because Brett, think about those 865 employees getting $29.8 million divvied up amongst them, right? But what if I told you that just five, five human beings on CD Projekt's board are going to get $28 million? So about 50-50, so 50% of the bonuses are going to 865 people, while the other 50% of the bonuses are going to five. I don't like this. I'm going to get up. One. I'm done. Is that all right? Yeah. Do whatever stay. One, two, three, four, five. Versus, I have to flash my hand a lot. That's not good. That's really bad. I don't bad. like that. So, now... And hold on, God. real quick, yeah. mind you, the executives that are getting all the most money are the ones that fucked up the whole thing. Right. And the designers and the small guys were the ones that were trying to just make their vision mm -hmm. and fix it. And the ones that have to work overtime to fix it, they're getting less. But the people that fucked it up are getting more. Right. So in the end, justice was not served. And on, on that point, Brett, I'd like to... Uh, not play devil's advocate because I can't with this point of view because I I don't mm -hmm. I think it's stupid and shows the real lack of uh, brains in some people's heads. Um, I have seen an argument. <laughs> Brace yourself for this. I have seen an argument that they're like, well, the 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 board didn't make those decisions that the executives did and that the directors did, and I was like, well, maybe a couple of them didn't that don't have that are just just have a financial stake in the company, right? But the board, as we've already seen, is almost completely comprised of the executives and the directors that are in charge of the fucking game. They sit on the board. They get those bonuses. They make those decisions. Yep. They're beholden to themselves to get more profits. How can the people that are responsible for the poor performance of the game and the sullying of the company and the overwork of those employees get more money or the same amount of money as 865 other people. Josh, it's just so ironic, this whole thing. The game being about shitty corporations, you know, taking over and, and being abysmal. Yet, you see it right here in the studio. You know, they were the chosen one. You know, they were, they were supposed to do right by us, and uh, they failed us. It is the exact themes that play out in the game that make up its world are exactly what's happening with the production of the game itself. And if that isn't fucking prophetic, I don't know what else is. Ironic. Anyway, when asked in this investor call where all this came out, whether it was appropriate for the board to take such hefty bonuses considering the stuff around the game, uh, one of the CEOs says, Kaczynski said, their compensation had always been tied to the company's profits. Here's what he said. <laughs> Here's what he said. Quote, we earn this money and the company earned this money. Of course, but more net profits, more bonuses. So, well, we have results. We get bonuses and that's the contract we have. End quote. Well, something needs to change then in those contracts because that's not right. Especially in this case, they should be ashamed of themselves for that that's not cool they know they fucked up this game it, they know that they were the ones responsible it seems like at every turn they are just trying to completely tank the image of this company because it's laughable at this point the decisions that they have made and the things that they have done it's fucking laughable and yet they continue to do it and it's all none of it 
has ever been about what the actual product is or the art, right? Or the employees, right? It's always been about what is the money and the profits with this thing. They, this is a prime example and one of the most satiant examples in the gaming industry, a company, right? That went from something like The Witcher 3, found huge success for something that they actually poured their time into, right? And took seriously and put the effort into. And there was issues with their labor stuff with that and their workers, yes. But cared about it and you saw the end product, right? Which was great, right? Think about, I think, compare it to like everything that was in the fucking game case with The Witcher 3. Stuff like that, where they clearly cared. Compare it to this, where they got too big for their britches, made too much money, it all went to their heads, and now they are shite. It's sad. I don't even have anything to say. I wish we didn't have to talk about this anymore. You know, yeah. we put a ban on them because nothing good was going to Nothing good could outweigh the bad that has already happened with this company. And it's just more bad. It's all bad. It's terrible. So I don't really know what else I have to say about it. Apparently, one last note in the article, it says that CD might be re-examining its practices in an attempt to keep staff from departing, right? Because obviously they're probably hemorrhaging talent. Um, but who knows if they're actually going to do that, right? And then one employee apparently said, uh, quote in this article, that the company reevaluated salaries and increased wages for their lowest paid positions, such as testing, to align them with other standards. But it's still, this is a bad company, and I don't know what else to say. This is a company well, don't say that's going to go the way of EA and Ubisoft. That's it. You ain't got nothing to if you don't have nothing nice to say don't say nothing all right well with that josh i'd like to move on to some better news yeah we had the sony state of play on april 29th it was a thursday yep and we got some you know pretty small news maybe big news to certain people um but we got to see ratchet and clank rift apart again yeah. And I just want to talk about what we saw at the state of play and, you know, we'll break down what we saw with Ratchet and Clank as well, because they did a deep dive into the game, mm -hmm. saw a lot of new stuff. So first of all, they showed Subnautica below zero. Um, it's a sequel to Subnautica. Mm -hmm. It looked like more of the same to me. Yeah. Did you happen to check it out? I have not. No, I actually okay. didn't know. I The only thing I watched in the state of play with the Ratchet and Clank stuff. So I didn't know. But I mean, the cool thing is that we just got Subnautica for free. Yeah. With, with uh, PlayStation with Plus. Plus. So cool. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll try it out if we like it. Maybe we'll get it. Um, the good thing is Subnautica Below Zero is actually launching for 30 bucks. It's not a $60 or $70 game. Um, and it's going to be out on May 14th, which is Oh, my God. Soon. That's soon. Yeah. So the second surprise uh, of the day was Among Us will be coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 in 2021, and it will feature exclusive skins for Ratchet and Clank. Mm. So I think they kind of missed the boat with this one, as you uh, you told me as I, I was texting you during the event. You were like, I don't know, man, I think kind of kind of late for that. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's coming. It was on Switch for a long time at this point and now it's finally coming to playstation so mm -hmm. but obviously the state of play was all about ratchet and clank rift apart that's right and i'm just gonna go down josh you know feel free to you know make comments about the new additions to the game so number one there's a new playable character her name is rivet and she is a lombax just like ratchet yep what do you think of rivet i like her <laughs> me too um <laughs> All right, uh, there's new traversal options. They basically said that, well, Insomniac said they really wanted to you know, spend a lot of time on the traversal for this game. So there's a bunch of new ways you can traverse the world. Um, besides riding speedles, you can evade, wall run, and dash. And uh, the dash was cool. It leaves like an after image of the, of the character behind as you're dashing forward. Um, the wall run looked great. You know, after playing Titanfall, I'm sure you're ready for more wall running. Mm -hmm in games 
Uh, there's going to be special armor to collect and wear, pocket dimensions to explore, which seem like little mini game areas, uh, accessibility features. Josh, there's an expansive, expansive accessibility mm -hmm. menu in this game, yep. which I know you're a huge, huge uh, supporter of. Yep. And so am I. Um, there'll be open areas to explore. So not open world per se, but just giant open areas mm -hmm. you could explore and ride speedles on. Um, and of course, photo mode. And there's going to be a lot of collectibles to find, just like in the previous game. So that's cool. Now let's talk about the DualSense, Josh, the controller. This game does some very interesting things with the controller. Some things that I believe Returnal has done already as well mm -hmm. now. So, for example, one of the things they showed is if you push the trigger down softly, you'll shoot one barrel of your shotgun. But if you push it down all the way, you'll shoot both barrels at the same time and do more damage, use more ammo. Um, there was a rapid fire gun where, you know, you could push the button down ever so slightly and it would, uh, you know, let out a couple bursts. But if you put it down all the way, it would go in rapid fire mode. Um, you mentioned to me that Returnal has something similar. Essentially... PlayStation has given developers like an extra button on the controller, you, you said, yeah. with this trigger system. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit since you have experience with it with, with Returnal? Yeah, I mean, so it seems to me the way that they explained it in the thing from the um, state of play is that it sounds like it's going to be similar to Returnal or, you know, mm -hmm. if you hold down the trigger like halfway, it's like a normal fire mode, right, or whatever, like a primary fire. If you pull it down all the way, it's like a special or like a heavier fire mode. Um you know, so they've essentially added two buttons if in one with the trigger, right? Mm -hmm. And you can do it with both different triggers as well yeah. if you wanted to. So it seems like that's more so what they're going to do, which I think for something like Ratchet and Clank, even more so than Returnal, it's going to be utilized quite well because if you've played Ratchet and Clank, um, you know, it's, you know, you get a bunch of different weapons and guns and traversal elements and things like that. So it, it'll be cool to see what they do with it. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And then, of course, the big thing is the performance of the game itself yeah. and the loading times. Mm -hmm. I mean, you specifically called out the scene where there's cars flying, and you were like, "This is what Cyberpunk should have been." Yes. And there's just cars flying all over yeah, the city. This, where Ratchet, you know, he's it's it's in the that that sixteen minute gameplay thing that they showed, and he goes into that new area for the first time, and he walks around over this thing, and you get this huge just kind of vista of the city, and there's so much going on. Like, I couldn't believe how many cars were flying and, like, characters were moving around. There's just so much going on, and it felt, I was like, wow, that's a very busy, lived-in city. And then you look at something like Cyberpunk, which is just such fucking garbage, barren shit. And it's like, oh, this is what Cyberpunk should have been. This is really cool. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, besides the performance with stuff like that, obviously the game looks like it runs very well, and the loading times are, you know, zero to none. Um, there's yeah. a seat, there's a new feature in the game, big feature, the rift system, right? Where you'll be able to pull yourself into a, a portal and pop out the other side. And it, you know, it just changes the gameplay up. It changes the, you know, combat up where you'll be fighting an enemy. You'll see a rift open up. You take that rift. You're all, all of a sudden you're up on another part of the level. Um, you know, stuff like that. Instant, instantaneous. Yeah. After playing Titanfall 2, you could see how I was thinking it's a little similar to yeah. that mechanic where you would switch the world instantly yeah. um, and then make significant changes to the map mm -hmm. instantly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, this game looks really promising. It's not, you know, a big hitter. Uh, I don't think Returnal was supposed to be a big hitter either, mm -hmm. necessarily. But, I, you know, getting both of these games kind of back to back like we're going to... That's good for good for PlayStation, good for Sony. Mm -hmm. You know, the, we're hurting for exclusives on PlayStation right now. So, um, you know, with Returnal doing as well as it's doing, surprisingly, mm -hmm. uh, or unsurprisingly, Housemark's a great studio. Yeah. Uh, you know, this one's going to be a home run too. I think. Yeah, I agree. And it's there's just so such different games, right? Diverse, yeah, stuff and studios utilizing what is there with the PlayStation 5 to the best of their ability. And, you know, I, I, I think about this, is that we are not even a year into the cycle of this console, and this is what studios are doing. What happens in another year, in two years, in three years? 
I mean, I think our minds are going to really be blown this generation with the possibilities that are not only like the super fast SSDs and the power the consoles offer, but also features like the DualSense. Um, they are really next level and completely changing the way we experience games. I think Xbox kind of missed the uh, mark yeah. with including the same controller as the previous gen. Mm -hmm. uh, the DualSense really truly makes the PlayStation 5 feel like a next gen console. I agree. So, I absolutely agree. Well, speaking of Xbox, Josh. Speaking of them. What's going on with uh, Xbox and Microsoft right now and their their uh, share that they would get from the, mar the marketplace? I'm hearing there is a potential change coming. That's right. So, listen, I have one thing to say. Xbox is good. And that's the topic. Let's move on. Um... So Microsoft is looking to reduce its Xbox store cut from 30%, which has been pretty much the industry standard for a long time now. Apple still uses it. Steam still uses it, you know, for digital storefronts. PlayStation. Yeah, a lot of people use it. It's pretty common. Um, but they're looking to reduce their cut from 30% to just 12%. So developers would see it and publishers would see an 80 Eight percent profit margin over 70 percent so That's this great. comes according to internal documents filed in the ongoing epic games versus apple case with the apple store uh and listen fortnite right and yeah and fortnite and say what you will about tim sweeney somebody who i have had uh issues with this comment as far as the civil rights stuff goes which was still a very stupid comment uh and i disagree with but you know my man is sticking to his guns and he's getting so much information and stuff out there and like as i see more stuff about him and epic's business practices including them taking like profit losses and stuff like that for the epic game stores and the free games and all this stuff for more access because they're building their own platform similar to how xbox has for a while now i'm like damn tim sweeney all right I like what you're doing. Uh, and with that, you know, part of that, that why this was in here is that he's obviously trying to get support and garnering information and data from other companies, right? So Microsoft um, has plans to reduce its cut on digital downloads on Xbox console stores from 30% to 12%, which was in this. Now, last week um, of note, Xbox already announced that they're going to be doing this with their PC stores. So um, I think this is Matt Booty. A name I haven't said in a long time, Matt Booty. Um, he said, uh, quote, as part of our commitment to empower every PC game creator to achieve more, starting on August 1st, 2021, the developer share of Microsoft Store PC game sales net revenue will increase to 88% from 70%, right? Which means theirs decreases to 12. Um, a clear no strings attached revenue share means developers can bring more games to more players and find greater commercial success from doing so and quote so of note this obviously for the console stuff with the leak court documents hasn't been officially announced by them yet but i mean the proof is in the pudding and if they're doing it on pc why wouldn't they do it on console too they've actually denied that they that they're going to do it right which could just mean that they're not ready to announce it yeah so so what are your thoughts what do you think i think that this is, you know, good for the developers of, of the games. We talked about Cyberpunk a little earlier, and we talked about the developers getting shafted, but the executives getting the, the most money. Right. Um, this is a little different than that. This is, you know, just Xbox's cut getting lowered a little bit. Right. But that's more money for the studio, and they could divvy that up among whoever they want. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good news in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't see how any how this could be misconstrued as bad news. Um, I'm assuming that in this instance, then, because we know Epic Games has a, a similar cut system now to yes. what Microsoft has just moved yes. to. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if this is Microsoft kind of standing in allegiance with Epic against yeah. Apple. I mean, it, it makes sense so. Microsoft and Apple. Yeah, they've had really... they've had their own issues with Apple and Game Pass and xCloud. So. Yeah. 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 So it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, a question. Do you think Matt Booty and Tim Zweeney are uh, good friends? throwing that out there um 
I hope I hope Matt's booty and Tim's weenie are good friends. Okay, good. That threw me off. Wow. All right. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I think this is only a good thing. I hope that becomes the new industry standard. I think of specifically the benefit to, because even if, right, the publisher side of it, if it's a publisher like EA or Ubisoft or like whatever, that's not going to probably change anything much for them and those, they're mm -hmm. developing developer studios, but I think more so for like independent publishers um, or indie game developers and stuff like that, uh, you know, even if it doesn't sell as well, they're going to make higher profit margins. So it might incentivize them to make more games or the other side of that too, is if you have a big indie hit from an independent publisher and developer, then they're going to take all of that. That's way more. Yeah. I mean, listen, what, uh, 12 per, uh, or 18 more percent might not seem like a lot. That's a fucking, that could be a lot of money for people. That could be the difference between, you know, a one hit wonder and a brand new series or franchise or developer, you know? So I think it's a good thing. Hope it becomes the industry standard. Um, I hope that other people follow suit and do so. Uh, and that's it. All right. Well, Josh, speaking of big indie hits, yes, let's move on to our, our topic, our, our segment that we do every single week here on the podcast. That's right. It's called indie Intel. It is. And in indie, in indie Intel, Josh, you know, we pick a game that, you know, needs a little help on Kickstarter or just something that we think looks really rad. Uh, and that's the case. Both of those are the case for this week's game, Ghosts. That's right. Now, this one is actually a game, you know, we, we like to pick games from all around the world as well. This one comes from the UK. Mm -hmm. And if you're a fan of horror and you've been watching a lot of horror movies lately, you might be familiar with some of the names attached to this project. So Ghosts, Josh, is a real-time FMV horror game. Yes. And it is being written and directed by Jed Shepard, who follows me on Twitter. Shout out to you, Jed. Writer and executive producer of Host. Mm. A film that is called The Scariest Movie of the Last Decade by Dread Central mm -hmm. and The Genre Phenomena of 2020 by Forbes. Yeah. Host was a film that came out last year during the height mm -hmm. of the pandemic. It took place all on Zoom. Yep. And it was goddamn terrifying. It was. And a great film. Ask my nightmares. Yeah. So the cool thing about Ghosts, this new game that's being made by Jed, is that it has the same exact cast of women that were in Host. So it's going to be starring Emma Louise Webb, Haley Bishop, Gemma Moore, Radina Drendova, and Caroline Ward. The entire cast, except for maybe the... Uh, the, old, the older woman in, in host. I f apologize. I don't remember yeah. her name. Um, the one who conducts the seance. Right. So another name attached to this project that's pretty big, Josh, is Trevor Henderson, mm. who will be doing the creature design. He is the creator of Siren Head. Siren Head is a, a creature that is like Slender Man in that you know, he started off as this creation by Trevor and it just grew and grew and grew and people made fan art of it, you know, video games of it, and it just kind of took on its own life. And that actually people miscredit Siren Head and don't give Trevor credit sometimes. I follow him on Twitter and it really yeah. bothers me to see Siren Head, you know, not being attributed to him. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad he's getting, you know, his name and spotlights here and he's going to be working on an awesome game like this. Um, so a little bit about Ghost, Josh. Yes. It's a full motion video, an FMV horror game. Yep. Stepping into the shoes of Night Trap. Mm -hmm. Love Night Trap. Uh, Phantasmagoria mm. and the Seventh Guest. It's a real-time live-action game, which means it has to be played at 10 p.m. in your local time zone. So if you try to play the game any other time, it has the, the test screen with the color bars, and you really can't play anything. Mm -hmm. So everyone that's playing the game is going to be playing at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, it's going to be coming out for Switch, PS4, Xbox, and Steam. Mm -hmm. And as of the time we are recording this, Josh, Ghost is at $210,819. And they need $227,981 to meet their goal. So we're almost there. Support it. Support it. What is the gameplay, you might ask? What is it? Mm -hmm. Well, if you've played games like Phasmophobia, you know, one of the f most fun parts of that game is sitting in the truck mm 
-hmm. looking at the monitors mm -hmm. while your friends are in the house doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, that's what ghosts is, mm -hmm. except instead of it being your friends inside the house, it's actresses filmed content, FMV style. And what you do in that truck will change the story and change what happens in the movie that you are watching. Uh, it gives me like a Five Nights at Freddy's kind of vibe as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking at the surveillance cameras. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, what do you what do you think, man? I think this is a, a pretty big undertaking, and I'm excited to see what where it goes. What do you think? I think it's cool. Um, I mean, I'm excited to play it. I like um, Jed Shepard, obviously. Um, I like Trevor Henderson, obviously. I'm like the cast of Host. I mean, it's it's to me, it's going to be you know, it's a no brainer, knocking out of the park. Um, yeah. I, I think that, um, an FMV too, as well is a, uh, great medium to produce something like this, uh, rather quickly, rather than to do a huge development cycle, like for a video game. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, this is going to be really cool. I'm excited. Maybe, we, maybe we should stream it when it comes out. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, I actually think that, so like FMVs are like notoriously cheesy. Yeah. Right. I think that, however, that kind of might have something to do with the time period in which they were made mm -hmm. the 90s. You know, right. I think if they like with ghosts, if you were to do like a serious FMV that wasn't like hokey, mm -hmm. I mean, it can be charming and hokey for sure. But like, I think with today's technology, you know, that FMV thing isn't going to be necessarily a bad thing. Some people might see this and be like, it's an FMV. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's an FMV and this could be really cool. Yeah. Um, they're doing some really cool stuff with the technology already. Like it can detect if you're playing or if you're if you walk away from your game. Mm -hmm. So if you leave the game for too long and you don't make any move or you don't do anything, all of the characters will die. My God, uh, it detects. Yeah, it detects that. So, um, yeah. And then also, I just want to say that they're kind of teasing what the monster is. Yeah. The long lady. Yeah, I've seen this all over Twitter. Dude. <laughs> Not good. And by not good, I mean very good. Yeah. But not good for my dreams, dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this has so much potential. Um, you have the, the writer of, of host, you have the cast of host. They all made that movie so great. And then you have Trevor Henderson, who's just a master of creating very creepy things. Mm -hmm. It's a no brainer. It's being made by visible games, by the way, they're partnering with Jed. I didn't, I didn't shout them out. Um, I don't know much about their studio, but they seem really cool to work with uh, with Jed. And also they're working with Limited Run Games oh, in order shit. to publish this. And Limited Run apparently said yes instantly when he asked. Mm -hmm. um, I believe they've done a couple of the FMV games from the 90s mm -hmm. as a Limited Run physical version too. Mm -hmm. So um, they were probably like, hell yeah, let's do this. So back it. You know, we're almost there. Hell yeah. Four days left. Oh, shit at the time of us recording this. So, I mean, when this goes up, you might only have a day or two. Yeah. So check it out. Shout out to Jed. Shout out to Trevor and the cast of uh, host. Hell yeah. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. That's it. That's it. Episode 39. 39 done what do you got anything you want to plug anything going on um we are working on a uh video mm -hmm. about a video game that's right called days gone a basic oh you just name dropped it oh shit yeah, okay that's all i'll say so essentially Josh and I were talking and we came up with the idea of doing long form content. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, he kept texting me about days gone and now he's really enjoying it playing on the PlayStation plus collection. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, this is a game that got a lot of flack. It's a game that is about to come to PC mm -hmm. and maybe get more flack or it might get love that it never got on PlayStation. And I said, why don't you talk about it? Let's make a video. And instead of making it like a podcast topic, why don't you make it a long form video where you tear apart other people's opinions and you know talk about why the game works mm -hmm. and he's down for it and he's doing it and i've read the script and it's good and i'm excited to see where it goes yeah so but, a little different for the channel but i'm excited yeah but that's why we uh we need all your support because 
holy shit, do I have a newfound respect for people that do like long form stuff. First of all, yeah, playing the entire thing that you're talking about, right? Uh, Which is a big point in in your yeah, uh, you know, in your that's, video, that's a, as well. which was a sixty hour endeavor. On top of thinking about how you want to present it, right? What's your what's your theme and your angle going to be, and then doing research about it, and then writing down your ideas of what you want to talk about, and then for this, we're pulling in other reviews. So we had to find you know reviewing websites and read through all of those reviews and pull stuff that we want to talk about and compare and contrast with uh, support and deny not to mention I mean I have I have a lot of footage game footage that I captured natively from the PS5 like it's a lot of work with that being said because it is a lot of work first of all when it comes out give it love we don't have a release date for it yet um, but when it does give it love and second of all, we need you to like, comment, and subscribe, and share this shit, because, listen, we need we need the support. We want to know that you guys are interested in it, so if you are, please support us. Please. And besides that, we got Resident Evil 8 coming out this week, mm -hmm. Village. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be picking that up. I know a lot of our subscribers are Resident Evil fans, so be on the lookout for our thoughts and opinions on that for next week's pod. Um, yep. We talked about doing Resident Evil Seven stream. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're gonna be able to do that before eight comes out. Mm -hmm. But let's let's still put that on the docket uh, for something we could do, especially trying to do it in VR now that we're um, actually hanging out in person again. Yeah. Uh, something that could happen. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. All right. That's it. Well, thank you guys for watching, and Josh, thanks for being here. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for watching Haptocast. Please like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you do not miss an upload.